episode number 128. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Unstuck Method, Shira Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So yesterday was my birthday, October 14th, and I would like to start this episode off by asking for a quick favor. Since creating the Unstuck Method in 2014, I've written an award-winning book, I host this iTunes-recognized podcast, I've been interviewed on dozens of podcasts and radio, I've coached amazing individuals from around the world, I've created the Getting Unstuck Coach Training Program, I've facilitated several retreats, and I'm now writing my next book, all in efforts to teach you the tools that have worked and continue to work in my life so that you too can live a life of happiness and fulfillment and be the person that you want to be. Has it all been worth it? Absolutely. I receive emails pretty regularly from people around the world sharing how something I said or wrote or taught or shared has changed their lives. And that's what it's all about for me. If you are one of those people who has benefited from something I've shared or taught or experienced, or maybe it was a podcast that you just really loved, I would be so grateful if you would do something that will literally take you three seconds to do and would be a great birthday present to me. If you can hit pause just for one minute and go over to my Facebook page, Shiragura, there's a link in the show notes below, and click like. That's it, really. If you can do that, I would be so grateful. And if you have about 10 more seconds to do something for me, while you're over there on the Facebook page, please feel free to leave me a review. It can be also very quick. All you need to do on the left-hand side of the page is click on reviews and then write something, even one short sentence, anything that you would like about how I may have touched your life. Thank you so much for considering to do this. Okay, my dear friends, so not only was it my birthday yesterday, It was my dad's birthday the day before, and I want to dedicate this episode to my dad as a birthday gift, and so this episode is going to be a little bit different than the usual. My dad's favorite movie of all times is The Wizard of Oz, and just in the last month, that movie showed up in my world a few times. One friend suggested that I listen to an episode of the On Being podcast with Krista Tippett, who had someone on her show do some reviews of old movies, and The Wizard of Oz was one of them. And I was recently reading a book. You can go to my Facebook page where I posted a video of the book that I just finished reading. And in that book, there was a reference to The Wizard of Oz. And I was like, hmm, the last time I saw that movie... I was probably like eight or 10 years old. I mean, I saw the movie enough times as a kid that I could probably recite the entire movie verbatim. And yet I haven't seen it in probably over 30 years. 
And while I could also bet to myself that I could still recite most of the script, I wondered to myself what it would be like to watch that movie, not only as an adult, but from the perspective of the work I do now in the world with emotional well-being and personal growth. And so I decided I would watch the movie. Just the other day, I got the movie and I invited my kids to watch it with me. I had my journal and pen in hand so that I can write down anything that might hit me. And I wasn't sure if something would hit me or not, but I wanted to be ready. And whoa, so many things hit me. Like this movie is so much deeper and has so much more meaning than I understood it as a kid. I mean, when I watched it as a kid, it was kind of like watching a Sesame Street episode, you know, where there's the level that the kid is going to get. And then there's the level that the adult who's watching the kid is going to get. And I had so many insights, so many that I wanted to share them with you. Remember, I'm sharing with you my perspective as a personal growth coach and as someone who teaches and lives the unstuck method, as well as teaching and living the new method that I am working on regarding the book that I'm currently writing. So if you're not into analyzing movies, then you may not want to listen to the rest of this episode as it might ruin the joy that you have from watching that movie. But if you are interested in some deeper meanings that I have found in the movie, then you'll want to keep listening. So the movie starts out with Dorothy running away from her neighbor, Miss Gulch, who later in the movie is the Wicked Witch of the West. And she's running away because this woman, Miss Gulch, is not happy with Dorothy's dog, Toto, who keeps coming into their yard and chasing their cat. So... As I see it, my dear friends, Dorothy is you. Dorothy is a representation of every person in the world. She is every single one of us. She is an everyday, normal human being who gets stuck. Stuck on big things and stuck on little things. And yet she doesn't have any tools at this point in the movie to get herself unstuck. So what does she do? Well, one thing she does is she runs away. She tries to escape her problems. She doesn't know how to deal with this neighbor, so she avoids the neighbor and hopes that her problems will be resolved. But as we know, running away doesn't help her. And something else that she's doing with her stuck problems is that she's complaining about them to other people. She goes to her Aunt M and her Uncle Henry and starts crying about how the neighbor is yelling at her, and she doesn't know what to do. And she wants her aunt and uncle to basically take responsibility for this problem, and they don't. They are busy with counting chickens, and they tell her to go someplace where there's no trouble, far, far away. So here we are, right in the beginning of the movie, and we have a character who is stuck, who is running from her problems, and who is trying to get others to resolve her problems, and she's not getting unstuck. In fact, if anything, she's getting even more stuck because her problems aren't resolving. She's also getting more stuck now because not only is she stuck on maybe fear or anger or frustration or anything like that, she's now also stuck on desire 
desire to travel to a place where there are no troubles, and she believes there is such a physical place. As she's contemplating this and walking away from her aunt and uncle, we are then introduced to some more characters. We first meet Hunk, who later in the movie plays the Scarecrow. And he's trying to fix a wagon, and he sticks his finger in between two pieces of wood, and he gets hurt. And Dorothy passes by at this moment, and she mentions something about, you know, her neighbor, Miss Gulch. And Hunk's response to Dorothy was, you don't have any brains. Now, we find out later in the movie that this is what the Scarecrow was believing about himself, right? But we don't know that just yet. And so what we don't really quite get yet is that actually he's stuck too. And the reason I know he's stuck is because of the words that just came out of his mouth. It's what we call in psychology a projection. A projection is a defense mechanism. These are words that people subconsciously say in order to cope with difficult feelings or emotions. So when he said, you don't have any brains, what he really was saying was, I don't have any brains. And he's stuck on that. He's stuck on feeling not smart enough, or he's stuck on feeling stupid, or whatever he would say about himself. But Dorothy doesn't know he's stuck. And so now he's projecting his feelings about him onto her. And she probably believes that, right? Now, why would she believe that about her? Why would she believe that, you know, she's not smart? Well, because she's your everyday person who gets stuck and doesn't have the tools to know how to get unstuck. And she doesn't know how to deal with other people who are stuck. And so she's getting stuck because he's stuck, right? Can you see that? Okay, and then she sits down and sings her iconic song, Over the Rainbow. And she sings about birds flying and basically how they are free of troubles. And she's stuck on dreaming about finding that place in the world because she wants to escape her stuck spots, and she believes if she can find this place, she's going to be happy. This is really cool, isn't it? I just want to pause for a second because I think it's just so cool to be able to see things like this that you've never seen before, you know? I don't know if it's just me, but... I get the chills from things like this. I really do. Okay, so let's keep going. So then Dorothy decides to run away, right? Because again, she's stuck on lots of things. Fear of her neighbor taking her dog away, probably stuck on loneliness or being misunderstood or underappreciated. And she goes to Professor Marvel, the fortune teller, who uses his crystal ball and convinces Dorothy that Auntie M might not be feeling so well and that her heart hurts. And Dorothy believes him and she decides to go back home after all. But notice she's not going home because she's figured out how to get unstuck. She's going back home because now she's stuck on guilt, right? And then, of course, a tornado hits her hometown and she's unable to take shelter in the storm cellar most likely because her aunt and uncle and the other characters are already down there and they can't hear her. So she goes into the house and she goes into her bedroom and she gets hit in the head by a window that got unhitched and she goes unconscious. Now, I'm not going to do a scene-by-scene review of the entire movie, but I will jump 
to when Dorothy lands in Oz and meets Glinda, the Good Witch of the North. And Dorothy tells her she wants to go home, and Glinda tells her to follow the Yellow Brick Road. Now, what is the Yellow Brick Road? What does that represent in real life? I happen to think it's a metaphor for a tool to help you get unstuck. Now, there's only one yellow brick road in the movie, but you will see in the movie later on when you meet the scarecrow that there are times that the yellow brick road splits and you have to choose which road you want to take. So for me, my yellow brick road is the unstuck method. This is the tool that I used to go from stuck to unstuck. I don't really use any other tool in my life at this point when I'm feeling stuck. This is the tool I depend upon and that I use every single time I get stuck. But for others, it might be another tool. So in other words, I'm not saying the unstuck method is the be-all and end-all of self-help tools that exist in the world. I'm just saying it's the tool that I use and teach in my life. And you have to learn it, right? It's a tool. And so it makes sense when Dorothy says, how do I use it? And Glinda, the good witch says, start at the very beginning. In other words, you don't just jump to considerations, right? I always say that. You have to start at the very beginning. Start with the stop. Take a pause and then go on to T and tell yourself, what are you stuck on? Identify your emotions and then go on to you and uncover what are you thinking? What do you believe about your story? What's going on in your mind? And then investigate those thoughts. Are they even true? And only when you can dismiss one of those thoughts Then you'll go on to the consideration step where that is where you get unstuck. But I like what Glinda says. Start at the very beginning. Don't jump to considerations. There's a reason behind each of the five steps of this process. So Dorothy starts on her way, and the first friend she meets is the scarecrow who is stuck on believing he doesn't have a brain. In fact, This is when Dorothy is starting to get familiar with her tool, the yellow brick road, but I'll say the unstuck method. The scarecrow, ironically enough, uses the word stuck when he meets her. He says, I've been stuck here all day long. Isn't that funny? I was so excited when I heard him say that. And what Dorothy does next is monumental for her. She investigates his belief. Up until now, Dorothy believes everything and anything others say to her, including herself. But now she's starting to use her tool and she's starting to notice limiting beliefs and she's starting to investigate them. So she asks him, how can you talk if you don't have a brain? And the scarecrow, who hasn't started using his tool yet, he's not familiar with the yellow brick road, he answers, I don't know. He doesn't investigate his belief. He continues to stay stuck on believing that he doesn't have a brain. 
But what Dorothy is doing is beginning to inspire him without him knowing it, how to get unstuck. And she's doing this by asking questions. So questions like, how is that possible? Or is that true? They're simple questions, and they will help her friends start to question their own stuck spots. Now, remember when I said that each of you is a Dorothy? I totally believe that. I believe each of you has the power to not only get yourselves unstuck, but to inspire others to get themselves unstuck too. And not necessarily by coaching them as a profession like I do, but just by asking some questions that might help them come closer to their own truth. Okay, then we meet the Tin Man who believes he doesn't have a heart. And the Wicked Witch of the West, she keeps appearing in the movie, right? She keeps basically trying to convince Dorothy and her friends that they will never make it to Emerald City to meet the Wizard of Oz. Now, what does the Wicked Witch represent? In my opinion, that witch represents your ego or your mind. Why? Because your mind is innocently working against you all of the time. Your mind thinks in habits and in patterns, and it often lives in the past, and it tends to believe the same thing that it's always believed in the past without expanding its perspectives and including other possibilities for ways of thinking. And so the Wicked Witch is like the mind saying, nope, you're never going to be able to get unstuck. You are absolutely right. The other people around you are absolutely wrong. You don't need to get unstuck. They do. You don't need to do any of the work. They do. You are right. You are 100% right. (laughs) Right? Whatever it is that your mind is saying to you when you get stuck, that's the witch. And she's determined to win. And she's determined to not let you get unstuck. And she keeps appearing in your life to remind you of that. Isn't that kind of cool? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about the power of your mind trying to discourage you from even needing to get unstuck? Okay, and then we meet the lion who is stuck on, do you remember? Believing he has no courage. In fact, he has so much anxiety about this belief that he says he hasn't slept in weeks, which is, in my eyes, quite spot on, my friends. Often when we are stuck on something, it affects us physically, it affects our sleep, and it affects us in many other ways. You can see the circles under the lion's eyes. He's exhausted and overwhelmed, and he says, life has become unbearable. And it's because his mind has been preoccupied with a thought that he believes, and it's keeping him from sleeping. This is really powerful stuff, my friends, right? It's so realistic. Again, I want to take a pause for a moment, because if you are Dorothy, who are the scarecrow, the tin man, and the lion in your life? Who are they? 
They are your friends. They are your family members. They are your parents or your in-laws or your children or your neighbors or your coworkers. They are the people in your life who are also stuck. And they, just like the characters in the movie, try to convince you how right they are, right? I'm not smart enough. Nobody loves me. I'm not brave enough. And on and on and on, right? Can you see the people in your life who come to share with you their stuck spots? Now, in the movie, these new friends of Dorothy are not just expressing their frustrations with their stuck spots. They are sincerely interested to get unstuck. Otherwise, they wouldn't be joining her on the yellow brick road or learning the tool to get unstuck, right? So who are the friends or family members or people in your life who are sincerely interested in getting unstuck? They want to learn a new tool. They want to live a new life. They want to do the work. They are committed to creating changes in their lives. Do you have anyone in your life like that? Please don't assume that these people that I just mentioned come a dime a dozen. In Dorothy's travels through these hillsides and a forest and then another forest, she only finds three such people, right? She didn't find all the scarecrows in the field. She just found one that was interested in getting unstuck. She didn't find all the tin mans. Only one was interested to join her. And she didn't find tigers and lions and bears and all the other animals who wanted to get unstuck. She just found one lion, just one. My friends, most of the people in our lives at least in my experience, they're not interested in getting unstuck. That's just the truth. They believe their lives are great and there's no reason at all to do any work on themselves. They believe they are happy or as happy as they possibly can be. And if anything, it's those people who are causing them the problem. So they don't have to do any of the work. And you know what? It's not up to you or me to judge them. Your job is not to help people get unstuck and people are coming to you for support, but otherwise that's not your job. Your job is to work on you and that's it. But of course you can welcome anyone who wants to join you on your journey. I think that's gotta be one of the most important teachings of this movie and of this episode in my opinion. You can even look at me and my life, both personally and professionally. I am not walking around trying to proselytize to people about getting unstuck. I have this podcast, I have my book, I'm writing another book, but it's the folks who are looking for this and who come to me that are learning and growing. I am not walking door to door trying to sell my tools to people. I share my message, just like Dorothy, I'm going to the Wizard of Oz. Do you want to join me? And then those who are interested join and those who don't, don't. And I just really happen to believe that's an important message and philosophy. Your job is not to help others get unstuck. 
If you get nothing else from this episode than that, please sit with that. Your job is to get yourself unstuck and that's it. Okay, so now the four characters are off to see the Wizard of Oz and let's take a pause here for a moment. What do you think the Wizard of Oz represents? I think the Wizard of Oz represents a teacher or a coach or a therapist or a religious leader because getting unstuck on your own while it's possible is not always easy. And it's much, much, much easier to have support and guidance, right? I don't know about you, but in my life, I have various teachers and coaches that I turn to for different purposes. Because while I have tools that I depend upon, sometimes when I'm really stuck in a situation, I need an outside perspective and someone well-versed in the tools that I use to be able to help me. So while Dorothy and her friends are open and ready to learn this new tool, they still need a guide to know how to use it, right? So Dorothy and her friends approach the wizard the first time, and do you remember what happens? He turns them away. He says, prove yourself worthy and get the broomstick of the witch. Now, I don't know any coaches that would turn someone away like that, and yet I understand what the wizard was trying to do. He wanted to see if these people were really committed to doing the work because it's work. It's not a magic pill. It's not a one-time learn the lesson and get unstuck forever. It really takes dedication and commitment and He didn't want to waste his time on them if they weren't serious. And so while I don't turn anyone away who wants to work with me, unless it's not a good match, and at that point I would refer them to someone else, but what I have been doing is setting a boundary for those who want to join my inner circle called The Journey. What I realized quite recently is that if you want to be a part of that circle, You really need to do the preparation work or the learning ahead of joining this program. In other words, you need to either work with me one-on-one or enroll in one of my classes or programs or retreats that teaches the unstuck method so that you're ready for the journey and so that you show me your commitment to doing this work. And that's exactly what the wizard did. So we're getting towards the end of the movie now, where Dorothy is being held captive in the Wicked Witch's castle. And she sees her Aunt Em in a crystal ball, and she says, I'm frightened. I'm trying to get home to you. And this, my friend, is a common feeling that happens along the process of getting unstuck. You feel frightened. Not necessarily frightened for your life, but frightened in terms of, Who will you be when you get unstuck from your story, right? Think of a recent stuck spot in your life. And notice if that story is like, has become a part of your identity. What would your life look like? Or who would you be if you didn't have that story? It's a little scary to think about it, isn't it? 
And that's the exact feeling that Dorothy is having as she's beginning to let go of the belief that she'll never get home again. Okay, and then we make it to the scene in the movie that her friends make it to the castle to save her. The witch sets the scarecrow on fire and Dorothy throws a bucket of water on him to save him, but inadvertently spills some water on the witch, which we don't know up until this point, but water actually kills her. Now, remember how I said I believe the witch represents your mind? Well, in that moment, all of the thoughts Dorothy and her friends had believed up until that point, they now recognized were not true because the mind has been killed. Right? So Dorothy's belief that I can't get home, or the scarecrow, I don't have a brain, or the tin man, I don't have a heart, or the lion, I don't have courage, even though we don't see it quite happening yet in the movie, the death of the witch symbolizes the fact that they investigated their beliefs and they recognized that their beliefs weren't true. Their beliefs have been squashed, just like the witch was. And after Dorothy and her friends uncover their beliefs and recognize that they're not true, they are ready now to consider other possibilities. But it's hard for them to come up with considerations on their own, and they don't have consideration cards back in 1939, so they go back to the Wizard of Oz to get help. Now, before I go on, I have to say, these four characters really aren't going to the Wizard of Oz for considerations. They're going to the Wizard of Oz because, quote unquote, the wizard will fix everything. And I think this is an important place to pause because as I mentioned earlier, the Wizard of Oz is a representation of a coach or a teacher or a therapist or a religious leader or whoever it is in your life that you go to to get help. But my dear friends, none of those people in your life are magicians. None of them. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I can slip into believing that they are, or at least that they are perfect or infallible human beings, but they are not. And the characters come to understand this truth when the Wizard of Oz doesn't really grant them their desires. But instead, A, the Wizard of Oz helps them understand where their thinking was a bit faulty, and B, the Wizard of Oz helps them see what else they can consider. So the Wizard of Oz helps the Scarecrow by helping him understand that his thinking was limited. He says, you do have a brain, Everyone has a brain. And then he says, what you need is a degree. Now, the Wizard of Oz did not go through the Getting Unstuck coach training program, so I don't want to judge him. But if I were in the Wizard of Oz's place, I would have spoken to the Scarecrow and the others, for that matter, a little bit differently. (laughs) First, I would have asked the Scarecrow what he could consider on his own. And if he couldn't come up with anything, I would ask him if I could offer him a consideration rather than just tell him, this is what you need. 
But that's okay. Maybe that would have just added length to the movie. I don't know. And the general idea was there anyway. And then the same things happen for the Tin Man and the Lion. The Tin Man understands that his thinking was off because he did have a heart the whole time. What he needed was a testimonial of a token of affection. And the Lion's thinking was off the whole time because he always had courage and what he needed was a medal. And with the Wizard of Oz's help, those three characters got unstuck. You can see the happiness and joy and feeling of relief and freedom on their faces. All of them are smiling. They're all unstuck. But they couldn't do it on their own. They needed some help, right? But remember, the Wizard of Oz was not an all-knowing, has-all-the-answers kind of person, but rather he's just a human being who gets stuck and unstuck in his own life, and he has the tools to help others get unstuck too. Now, who's left? Dorothy. The wizard couldn't really give her a consideration that worked for her. Flying off in the hot air balloon wasn't really going to get her unstuck, but that's okay because Dorothy is lucky. She has more than one coach in her life. Glinda, the good witch, returns and says to her, You've always had the power to go back home. You just had to learn it yourself. Oh, I love that. In other words, sometimes you just need to get stuck in order to learn the lessons you need to learn in life. And you always have the power to get unstuck. And then Dorothy says, If I ever go looking for my heart's desire again, I won't look any further than my own backyard. Because if it isn't there, I never really lost it to begin with. In other words, the consideration that Dorothy took on was to look in her own heart. And by doing so and clicking her heels three times, she finds herself back home. And then she says she's never going to leave her family again because she loves them. And to me, what she's saying is that she's never going to get stuck again. And while that's a beautiful belief, I also believe that's a great Hollywood dream. Because the truth of the matter is Dorothy will get stuck again because Dorothy is human. And that's what humans do. But now that she's learned a tool to get unstuck, she'll be able to get back home a lot quicker and a lot more efficiently than the first time. And who knows, she may even inspire others to do the same. And at the very end of the movie, when Dorothy says several times, there's no place like home, there's no place like home, what I think she was doing was the last step in the unstuck method, K for kindness. She was being kind to herself for having gotten stuck in the first place and for leaving home. She was forgiving herself and telling herself she was okay. So, my dear friends, where in your life can you be like Dorothy? Where can you consider there's no place like home? Where can you find your way home, out of your head, out of your stories, and into your heart, and into your own truth. 
And not only that, where can you inspire others to do the same? Now, I probably have to watch the movie again to be sure, but now that I think about it, well, at first, Dorothy inspires the Scarecrow to join her in going to the Wizard of Oz, right? And then she does the same thing with the Tin Man. But in the scene with the lion, if I'm not mistaken, it's the Scarecrow that invites the lion to go to the Wizard of Oz, not Dorothy. I think he says something like, don't you think the wizard could help him too? And Dorothy responds something like, I don't see why not. And if this story were to go on and on and on and, you know, and more and more characters would be going to the Wizard of Oz, what I would imagine would happen is that eventually the lion would start inviting others too. Even though in the beginning, when we first met him, he was totally stuck and couldn't even get started on his own. He needed others for support. And this scene really demonstrates the power of one individual. Not only is Dorothy getting herself unstuck, she's inspiring others to believe that they can too, and she's inspiring them to be full of hope. And so I ask you again, where can you be like Dorothy? Not only practicing to get unstuck in your life, but where can you empower others to do the same? And not necessarily by preaching or teaching or nudging or anything like that, but simply from modeling your own practice. Because guess what, my dear friends? Your friends, your family members, your neighbors, they watch you and they learn from you. And when you get unstuck in front of them, I can almost guarantee it will have some sort of effect on their life. And so there you have it, the Wizard of Oz from a getting unstuck perspective. Did you enjoy this episode? I really enjoyed watching the movie after all these years, and I enjoyed the dinner conversation that I had with my husband and my kids the next night. They really wanted to hear my thoughts, and it was interesting to hear their responses and their perspectives too. There is no wonder why this movie has become a classic. There are so many levels of learning and understanding and philosophy and psychology, and wow, I am just amazed by the depth of it, and I look forward to watching it again sometime soon. I don't think it will ever grow old on me, and I guess that's why my dad loves this movie so much. So, Dad, this episode goes out to you. Thank you for being the best dad in the world and for sharing your love of this movie with me. And you know what? I'll also dedicate this movie to my mom because it was my birthday yesterday and it was my mom who carried me for nine months and who stayed home to raise me from day one and helped me become the person that I have become today. So mom, I thank you and I love you. Okay, my dear friends, just a quick last minute request. If you loved this episode, if you enjoyed past episodes, if you have had any interaction at all with me and you would like to express your gratitude or just a very simple birthday gift, please head over to my Facebook page, Shiragora, and just click like. I would really appreciate it. 
please feel free to share this episode or any past episodes with anyone in your life who you think may enjoy or benefit from it. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com.